Welcome to the Broken Jars Broadcasting Network, home of the Dresden Files podcast, 42 Entertainment, and many others. More podcasts like this one can be found at brokenjars.xyz. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everyone else in between, welcome back to the 42 Podcast, where as always we're talking about the failings of the late great human race. And as always, the man so fresh, even the laundry is jealous, your good friend and mine, Mr. Ryan. How are you doing today, buddy? Hey, Jacob. You think as a podcast, do we wag the dog, or does the dog wag us? Well... The, word, the universe dog wags us, and our listeners, we kind of wag them. So ah. it's, it's, like a, it's like a wagging is that a euf- chain. Is that a, is that a euphemism? 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 <laughs> fail. <laughs> Total fail. I normally speak well. <laughs> you know, you talk good. No, bad talk, too. Right. What's <laughs> up, <clears throat> so, Jake, man? Uh, you know what, man? Just another day getting warm here in, in Pennsylvania. So like 70, huh? <laughs> Actually, you know, it's been in the 90s, so, you know, it's legitimately warm. It's not hot, but it's it's warm. Hey, man, 95 ain't no bullshit. No, it's been like 89, 90. Um, oh, that's, yeah, that's at the end that's the right of warm. That's right on that edge of warm and hot. Yep. Yep. But, you know, so... Uh, My car read 102 the other day. Ouch. I was like, already? I mean, because I, you know, in Texas, you see that kind of, those numbers, I've seen like 116 and 121, because it, it's reading, obviously, off the car highway, it's hotter than, you know, the actual temperature really is, mm-hmm. but still, this early to see 102, I was like, well, that's, that's pretty hot. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's getting warmer earlier here, too, but it also stayed yeah. cool a lot longer, so... Like, it was one of those things where it went, like, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 80. Like, yeah. there was no in-between, <laughs> so. Yeah, we did that a little bit here, too. <laughs> so it's just one of those weird years, you know. Uh, but, you know, so life, uh, life's good for the most part. Um, you know, had a really good birthday party for my wife, had at the brewery near the house. So that was a lot of fun. Um, did you take an Uber? Or did you get to walk? Or we, how does we that work? walked, yeah. Like the brewery is less, less than a 10-minute walk from the house. It was cool about That's it is like we've been going there quite a bit since we moved because it's right nearby, and they'll let you get any food delivered, bring any food you want. They've wow. got ping-pong tables and like cornhole tables and that kind of stuff. So it's a really good place to go chill, and there's never anybody there. There's always like the biggest crowd I've ever seen is like 15 people, and the beers are cheap. So, like, we had the party there, and it was going great, right? Like, because I enlisted her best friend at work to help me, right? Like, going great, just super great. And then the day before, my my what? wife get, gets a text message, a group text message saying, here's the address for tomorrow and the address. I was like, oh, God, Amy, son of a bitch <laughs> like completely blew up the surprise <laughs> like i didn't even have because like, you could have you could have convinced her hey let's go down to the beer you know i mean let's yeah, go down yeah. to the brewery for, a birth- for your birthday or whatever let's have a beer yeah let's go like hey no i got deal. like hey i got some plans for a night but i i want to go get you know a growler or something whatever yeah. it was yeah. cool it was like the guys at the brewery let the let her friends paint on the because it's a it's in an old office building in sort of downtown new brighton which is a little itty bitty ass, you know, like lots of glass and stuff, and they let let them write all over the glass, like "Happy Birthday" and all this stuff. So it was really cool, but it just kind of got a little spoiled. So that was a bummer. That is a bummer. And I got a really cool new case for my computer because my sound card won't fit. First world problems, baby. I know. I and if if I had, it's one of those things where like I thought I was ordering a full tower case when I ordered my original one, but I didn't. So eventually what I'll do is I'll just start moving pieces as I replace them into the new case and just have like a second slightly older rig. You mean backwards, right? 
Well, you'll I'll, move everything to the new case, and then as you replace them, you'll just move them to the old case. Right, right. That's what yeah. I meant. Yes, yes. Yeah. How are you doing, man? My wife bought some chickens. What? What? Yeah, right? What? She bought five baby chicks. God, you need to move that girl to Oklahoma where land is cheap. They're like that big. <laughs> are they going to get like that. eggs and shit out of them? Or? Yeah, they're laying chickens. They're laying hens. Do you know a kind? The kind that like eggs you eat? I don't know. <laughs> These are weird chickens though. You know how like I'm used to just white chickens. Right. Like something off of Zelda, like our you know, our uh network namesake. But these are like spotted, like brown and black and like kind of merly. Yeah, those know. guys those fuckers are mean. I grip grandparents. Dude, I, will had... rip, I will rip a chicken's head clean off. <laughs> And eat that motherfucker. <clears throat> That's what you do when they stop laying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I don't know why they reminded me of it, but like Sunday we went out and we got some um, Italian sausage with the like the cheese infused in the sausage and grilled those up. Oh my god, those are so tasty. Highly recommend. It's like it's got like four different cheeses in it, and but you gotta be careful because that cheese burns when it blows out of that sausage. <laughs> It's like this is like the fourth state of matter. <laughs> Nuclear nacho cheese. Man, well, I've burned my mouth so bad on that stuff. I think the worst I've ever burnt my mouth though, period, like when I've been eating something, is I bit into a piece of uh pepperoni pizza. And you know how sometimes the dough will will rise up with those uh-huh. big little like bubbles? And I bit into that bubble and it like just blasted my roof of my mouth with steam. Yep. It just like melted the roof of my mouth. I was like, ah! You, you know why? You know like how that? Then generally, why that happens is um, someone gets just a little bit of cheese on there, and it'll expand, and so it's like a cheese steam bubble and blow up your mouth. Whatever it was, man, it was like. A, <laughs> and you never did that again. <laughs> no, I've always ripped them in half. Anywhere you see those little bubble things. <laughs> Absolutely. Release that steam. Steam is dangerous. Oh yeah. yeah, I did. My uncle's a firefighter, and one of the worst things you could possibly do is like touch a fireman after he comes out of a fire, because his suit is separated by a thin layer of a uh, steam and like water, and if you touch it, it like vaporizes the water or something in some way, and it, like creates like a steam blast, and you can give them third degree burns, like yep. all like all the way down their back just by touching their fire suit. Some somehow there's a vapor barrier in there of some sort that uh, keeps them from burning. It's like, damn, that's crazy. I've seen my uncle with it too, like where he comes, you know, he comes in because he carried somebody out of a house, right. so his shoulders all fucking burn. It's like I didn't realize that was one of the prices you paid. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, third degree burns over, you know, a third of your back. It's wow, like, damn, all over his shoulder and stuff. And they got you know those big bubbles, and then they have to go to the the. Uh, I don't know how much you want to get into it, but they got to scrub all that shit off, yeah. man. Woo-wee. He said that's for real, dude. Oh, I don't doubt it. Because, man, that's no bullshit. That is no bullshit. Rethink uh, your job. Yeah. And for those of whom, those of you who might be tuning in because we were supposed to have a special guest tonight, sorry, Miss Ashley J had to cancel on us for unknown reasons. So She didn't have to. She didn't have to. Commitments. Professionalism. Just do it. Be here. <laughs> what the fuck? But anyway, so you, so you can turn off anything. if you're if you're here for the first time and only wanted to hear her, you can turn off the podcast. But if you want to hear us talk about the failings of the late great human race, then uh, you know, please stick around because we're gonna have a good time tonight. Hopefully, anyway. Yeah. Because even though we got some like shitty topics to talk about. <laughs> Yeah, we failed this week, huh? Well, it's just the world's been kind of fucking sober, you know. Like last weekend was the whole Orlando thing. That was that was insane, dude. Yeah, it was weird. We were posting like stuff. It's like uh, five people shot in an Orlando nightclub. People running, and it's like it turned out to be a giant story. It's just weird that you can get information so quickly that we were posting stuff about it because five people had been shot or twenty people had been shot. And the next thing you know, it's like 50, how many was it? Like 53, 58 like or something? 50, I think 50, about 50 people ended up dying. Man, that's so sad. 
it is, uh, you know, hate's terrible for no matter who it is. It was something interesting. Like I was talking to a friend and one of his, his friends who's gay was like, I didn't realize that the Muslims also hated gays. I'm like, as someone who sort of grew up around religion and faith. Oh, yeah. You just know that. But I guess yeah. if you don't and aren't around those kind of people, you just don't realize it. But, yeah, no, they, they hate them worse than Christians do. There's not many religions that are fans of the gays. Jews are Judaism, I guess, would use the better way to say it, right? Like, I don't think it looks down on it per se. But that's because, like, modern Judaism is pretty progressive. Now, like, traditional, or yeah. what is the, how do they Orthodox. call it? Yeah, that is not okay. <laughs> it's not something you do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I think there's some, like, Far East religions, though, that don't care. Could Probably. care less. Right. I think, yeah, it's maybe in India, too. <clears throat> well, it's kind but, of funny. I was talking to a bartender that at a bar we like to go to, and she, yeah, she's Indian and gay. And she, her parents are way more pissed when she gets too tan because only, <laughs> only the lower cast are tan. <laughs> like they don't care if she's gay. She's like, she's like, I accidentally got a little too dark, and my parents are gonna be pissed because you got a little bit of a tan out at the pride rally last weekend. Just like, like who cares? Like it's whatever. But that's pretty cool not to be judgmental at all. Like about that stuff, I could care less. I care less too, but it's just funny that like that's what they get pissy about: her skin tone. <laughs> Of That's a weird these, thing to get pissy of all about, right? Pissy about, right? Because hmm. that's not really a race thing, is it? No, it's you know because the wealthier you are, the more you're the indoors. More you can, yeah, the more you the can lighter skin you are. Like it's same thing with uh, especially like in India because the caste system is still very real. Um, right. you, you know, if you have calluses on your hands, that's a that's a sign of being inferior and. Like even my dad, thinking. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, uh, no, no. My my dad was saying that like he because he's a professor in a highly technical field, so there's a fair amount of Indians in it, and he he said he's seen it where like the the upper caste will bully the lower caste into like doing things for them because they're a higher class and it's still like a very big deal. Really, that's so interesting. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was listening to some podcast, uh, Ari Shafir Skeptic Tank. It's a a really great podcast. But the last one he did, he had some guy on who knows way too much about the Middle East and about things before World War II and things after World War II and the leaders and who funded what leader and why they did and who tried to overthrow what and how they spent money where and stuff. It's a really good podcast. Nice. And it's just interesting. That one of the things he was saying is that you can't just go in there and give them democracy. Right. Because they don't want it. They don't want it. And they don't understand and like, it. You ha yeah, you have to understand that they don't, it's not, it's fundamentally, their culture is so fundamentally different from ours that they don't, you're not going to give them democracy. Right. It's like, wow, that's so strange. To me. to me, like, why wouldn't something like an idea that seems to make so much sense to somebody like me, why wouldn't it have any like of that virus roots that ideas seem to have sometimes? You know what I mean? Like where just a good idea is like, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. And it just kind of spreads. Uh, well, a lot of cultures yeah. don't um, really allow that free communicate. Well, obviously now they don't. They don't allow any kind of really free communication over there. Uh, you know, same with China with the whole, you know, great internet wall and all that stuff. It's the spread of information. I mean, you can do anything here. Like you hit the right, you, you put the right hashtag on a tweet. It go, you know, it gets retweeted half a million times. That's true. You know, over there, it doesn't happen. Uh, and plus, you know, the ideals are different. We've, we've grown up with the ideal of, you know, right, but democracy has existed since the Greeks. Right. But not everyone has that ideal, you know, even the democracy with the Greeks failed. You know, in Rome, it failed. Well, well. I mean, there's a lot of extenuating so was, circumstances. Wasn't Greece, yeah, wasn't Greece, wasn't that a true democracy? One uh, one person, one vote? Right. It was a, it was right. a true democracy. But even then, then, that was weird because... Oh, it was that, actually just a republic. I didn't it, think any, I think the peasants or anybody had a vote. 
Right, right. I think it was more of a, a republic. But even Greece was weird because it was more city-state instead of actual nations. Well, there wasn't that many people yet. Yeah, yeah. But still, <laughs> I mean, so the 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 to say it failed in Greece is probably uh, uh, mis me, me me misspeaking. Well, because you know there was the Athenians who had democracy, but then there was the Spartans who just liked to kill people. So I mean, that's oversimplification, but. It's, yeah, but I mean, it it finally failed when they killed their. Uh, they didn't kill, but they ostracized, right? Like once a year, they had the opportunity to vote out one person out of the city state, and they voted out like their leaders a couple times. And right. It turns out leaders like that are rare. You got to keep them around. Yeah, great greatness. Greatness is rare. Greatness yeah. is very rare, and that's something I think people don't understand. Is like. You know why our shitty, like our presidents are, like presidential choices are shitty because most people are shitty. The fact that we had a run of like 150 years of great leaders is insane. Never happens. Just right. ever, ever happens. So, I don't know. It's, it's kind of. So, out of, the, out of the two choices that we're actually going to, I mean, I'm voting for like Gary Johnson just because I think he deserves a vote. More than anybody else, <clears throat> but out of the two people that could actually win, and then if we threw Obama back in for a third term, who gets your vote? Oh, God. Do I get to pick who keeps the Senate in the House? Yeah, sure. And Obama. Obama or Clinton with a Republican House and Senate. <laughs> so, that's Fucking so crazy. gridlock, baby. Oh, we got to talk about this. I know we weren't going to talk about politics, but Donald Trump had a rally in the Woodlands. Oh, uh, yeah? That's five minutes from where I work. And my boss's wife is like, has been a part of the Republican Party ever since she could vote. Mm -hmm. And when I say that she's been part of the Republican Party, she's like, what do they call that where you're the person who collects the votes at an election poll? Like, like you're an election judge or something like that mm -hmm. or something? Mm -hmm. Like she's some, a, Yeah, I mean, she's she's in the local Republican cause. Grassroots, yeah. yeah, you know, pickets and does the signs and the whole nine yards. And uh, she wanted, she had two tickets, I guess, that she could just log into the website and get tickets to the Trump rally that was here in the Woodlands. And she was like, I really want to go. But Ricky, my boss, didn't want to take her. Okay. And I was like, well, I'll go. Fuck it. It's worth the it's worth seeing what the hell all this shit's about, dude. And uh she's like, All right, well they the the line starts at four. <laughs> and I, I mean I, I was at work on it was on a Friday, so I was like, Well whatever, I'll meet you there whenever I can. But I told her, I was like, if you want to get in line, you need to go like right now. Because she she asked me at like eleven. I was like, you need to go right now. Like, you need to go get in line. She's like, no, it won't be that bad. I've got tickets. And I was like, okay. She's like, I'm going to meet some friends and we're going to have a few drinks first. <laughs> so I show up at like 3 o'clock, 3.30, right? And I park a quarter of a mile away. There is like helicopters, like three or four helicopters in the air, dude. And I am not exaggerating. I am not bullshitting in any way. There's at least 500 cops. I'm if you told me there was, if you told me there was a thousand, I'd be like, okay, yeah. It was insane. You know that? In, you know the parking lot for uh, the movie theater. This is not for most people, but you know how big a, a normal parking lot is for a movie theater. Right, right, right. All state trooper cars. The whole Jesus. thing. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, the line. Honestly, dude, there was probably. 20,000 people in this line. The ballroom where the rally was happening, three thousand people max. Everybody had a ticket. <laughs> there was people walking up and down because it was like I don't know, easily ninety-eight, hundred degrees out there, and there were stretches of the line, a hundred yards long, no shade, no shade for any, just like in the middle of the street, no shade. Right. And people were walking up and down selling uh, hats and umbrellas and water bottles at extremely high rates. They were making a killing, dude. Oh. I got a hat. I got, I got one of the Make America Great Again hats. <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> she had a few drinks and she was like, fuck it, I'm going to buy us some souvenirs. This is too crazy not to like remember. I right. was like, yeah, I agree with you totally. If you weren't going to buy one for me, you know, I mean, she didn't have to, but she was just being real nice. She's very cool like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, if she wasn't going to, I was totally going to buy one of those hats, whether I'm a Trump supporter or not. I was like, this is something you want to remember that you were at. It's like a concert t-shirt. And the hat's so iconic, I bought the hat. Right, yeah. The I mean, but I wanted the hat. <laughs> Mine's all, it's got the Star Spangled Banner, you know, it's just that all... You know the American flag all over it with the stars, the, right? And then it's gotten that bright gold lettering. It's embroidered into the hat. Make America great again. It's like, man, I really wish I could find one of these with like a typo. <laughs> I think this would be hilarious if I could find one of those. Spelling mistake. <laughs> like make America great, grad, grad again or something. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Okay, so while we're talking politics, I want to bring one thing up because it's hot in the news and there's just one thing I want to say about it. So the whole... Gun control? The gun control thing. Yeah. Interested. It is... We, with our current constitution and everything else, it is illegal to ban people who you put on terror watch list from buying guns. Because the the people who are put on those watch lists have no due process, and in the United States you're guilty, you're innocent until proven guilty. So that is why you can't do it. That's, but it's also why you can keep con, you know, ex, you know, convicts and ex cons from buying guns because they've already gone through their processes, and when you're convicted of a crime in the U.S., you lose certain rights and abilities, but. People are put, I mean, even this is actually, if you think I'm a crazy right wing nut, the ACLU, like the ACLU put out this same argument like last night or two nights ago. So, um, that is why it's a bad idea because you're, because once you give someone the right to just write your name down and you start losing rights, it's over. Wow. Because what's the next thing to be taken away? You know, it is sort of the slippery slope. But even then, it is it is illegal to do this. It is illegal to restrict law-abiding American citizens who haven't broken any laws and haven't been proven guilty of breaking any laws to restrict them from buying guns. Now, it is perfectly legal to flag them on their background checks and ha- and allow the shop owners to go no. That you can't buy this because if, if I guarantee you if there was you know, a law-abiding gun shop owner who saw a certain ethnicity and said hey you know what you're on a terror watch list he wouldn't sell him a gun guarantee and they have the right to refuse service. they have the right to refuse service but the government does not have the right to take away their ability to obtain it correct so that's Which is a perfectly, it's just a perfectly legitimately law. This is exactly like um, politics and law and stuff should be kind of boring. Like once you say all that, you're like, yeah, that really makes sense. Well, like I don't want somebody to just be able to write my name down and I'm on a, all of a sudden I can't do something well, that and the thing I'm is, okay is to do. It, does, it is an interesting thing though because in a perfect world you would think the FBI could do that properly because they do observe people who they know shouldn't be able to buy a gun. Like, this person has broken a bunch of laws and has had a bunch of communication that places them in such a way that you're like, clearly this guy shouldn't be able to own a gun. But, but the thing is, is there's so many moving parts now. Because... I, hey, man, less government, less control. I don't want the... No, no, I'm no, I'm, I'm talking about in terms of people, <clears throat> right? I mean, if you wanted to, you could have a new phone number every day. It's not hard, well, right? Well, they... There's an app on your phone where you can every phone call you make could be from a different phone number. Right, and so maybe you got someone's old phone number and they think it's that person, you know, who had this phone number for 10 years and switched numbers and all of a sudden you're using their number. There's a lot of moving parts in there instead of just saying, oh, this is a person because, you know, the internet does have, still has some level of anonymity. So you can, maybe you can only get so close to saying, look, it's so-and-so with this name in this area and there might only be one but there could be five and they're pretty sure it's this one but maybe they put the wrong one on the list 
Yeah, this is one of those situations where we need Alex or somebody else who thinks the other side, <laughs> who thinks we live in some fairy tale world where it could work perfectly, and if it did, why wouldn't you want that? Well, obviously, because if it I, I agree with you. It would. I, I, I agree with you completely. I don't want them to be able to do what you're, what they want well, to be able to it's do, illegal. or what some people. It's, I've seen people blowing up on Twitter about how we're, you know, the GOP is doing all these things. Like, no, taking not allowing people to buy guns who are law-abiding American citizens just because they're on a list that some bureaucrat put them on is illegal. That's why it's wrong, and that's why you can't do it. There you go, then. Now, if you want to, you know, like I said, if you want to, like, in the background check or whatever the, you know, gun shop owners get, you tell them they're on a terror watch list and they refuse to sell, that's perfectly fine. That is 100% okay. Man, I wonder what uh, extremely liberal group gets behind that cause. <laughs> You're discriminating. You know, because that's like one of those things where like, right. there's button to the push. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so that's my spiel on politics. Uh, that's been bugging me the last couple of days because I was like, oh my God, guys. No one wants to care. No one cares about the, the law anymore. I, and I feel like the farther and farther we get down this road of just bullshit, crazy, insaneness, it's like, no, no, no. The law, these are the rules. These are the rules by which we play the game. And like it or not, certain rules are codified into our existence. If you don't like the laws, change the Constitution. It can be done. Okay. It's super fucking hard, but you can do it. Here, here. I agree with you completely. You know, three I mean, if we circle back to the, the Orlando thing, though, what do you think about them censoring, you know, I say that with quotation marks, his Islamic, like, um... Well, apparently they've come full circle on that, but still, I mean, but that's... Uh, more and more people have been finding they've been doing that with different things. They've been actually, like, hiding how much, you know, ISIS and Islam has been doing in the U.S. with domestically grown terrorists. I mean, I, 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 I'm really... Scared part of me is really kind of scared because I, th I think we're about to see this explosion of domestic terrorism because it's super easy. I mean, think, I mean, I'll think about it. Like maybe we're people, so maybe people we are don't, not designed to defend ourselves like care. Right. Well, and think we, about we, it, we like, didn't build any of our infrastructure in any way that would stop it. If you wanted to like take out some important, you know, pipeline out in the middle of nowhere, which makes it one, hard to stop you, and two, really difficult to fix. You know what I mean? Like, Bro, you can do some real damage really quickly. Have you ever been to Cushing, so, Oklahoma? So scary. That's the place where, like, all the pipelines in the world cross or some bullshit? Yeah. Like, yeah. the three largest pipelines in the United States meet in Cushing, Oklahoma. There's nothing there. <laughs> There's not a guard, nothing. <laughs> like, you could cripple the U.S. gas, you know, oil and gas industry if you were to put a low-grade atomic weapon somewhere in there, easy. You know, I I don't I doubt you even have to you know um, go all the way to atomic level grade. I mean, you could probably buy you know. Did you see that that stupid video on the on the internet where that guy uh, shot that tannerite and blew the the lawnmower up and blew his leg off? No. You didn't see that? No, man. Man, it's a pretty horrifying video but you know how like on youtube there's all these people who like shoot tannerite and blow cars up and shit well this guy in florida was obviously like trying to make one of those videos and he's got all this cool tactical gear on these cool guns and he's shooting this like lawnmower and it's man it's a sad video because he like shoots like four times from like one spot and then moves over six feet and shoots like once or twice more and it explodes and that's exactly where the the blade goes by mm -hmm. and it takes his leg off at the knee Oof. Yeah, it's a crazy video. But that Tannerite stuff is so fucking powerful, man. You can just get like eight pounds of it, throw it on a duffel bag, tape it to the you know thing, come back a quarter mile with a sniper rifle, shoot it, and you know that's at least enough damage. You know what I mean? Like it's just like it's so terrifying. Right. We're not set up to defend ourselves here, which is but, scary. You know, especially with really something scary. that radicalizes like Islam does, especially you know because it's. I don't understand that. I don't understand how does it radicalize. People like well, it's the way they're. I don't teaching understand the that. religion now. You know, well, 
they. I mean, where? I've never, yeah. Uh, Twitter? The thing like, is, where? Twitter what? and online, like, there's a whole big thing about how, like, ISIS is winning the social media war that I. I this post. feels like the Laughing Man virus from uh, Ghost in the Shell. Where it was like this self-replicating virus, this thing that didn't actually have any origin. Well, it had an origin, but it didn't have any like means of copying itself, except for like people just watching it. Mm-hmm. Just the idea itself was enough to control your actions. Mm-hmm. And it's like these people are just reacting and claiming allegiances and like going off of something. They probably never even gone into a mosque. You know what I mean? Like I think this is something that's like cool and. Right. Well, the like, thing is, is you know, a lot of these people are younger, you know, nineteen twenties, early twenties, and they're pissed off, and they find something that lets them be, be pissed off, and it happens. I understand that, but if why an Islamic revolution that just doesn't make sense? It just seems so old-fashioned to me, and it's actually quite scary, right? Mm-hmm. No, I, like, I what if they did some what if they did something to like one of the cool places? You know, like it would really hurt my feelings if they blew up the Hoover Dam or something silly. You know what I mean? Like that'd well, be ridiculous. Or all the ancient ruins they're destroying in the Middle East and that shit sucks. I know, we're losing history, man. It sucks. Yeah. It's so crazy to be part of history. They will talk about this time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And, yeah. Like, one of my Adults. friend's wives has a master's degree in Homeland Security. Like, you can get degrees in Homeland Security. Wow, that's cool. That's mm-hmm. crazy, actually, right? Mm-hmm. And she's been out of school for a while now. Like, this has been brewing. I don't think people realize just how long this has been brewing. Like, it's been brewing since the 90s, the 80s. I think it's like 79. Yeah. That's when stuff really started to kick off, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, the... Um, Iranian hostage crisis in seventy yeah, nine, really, no yeah, seventy eight at the Olympics, where they killed all the Jews. I thought it was seventy nine. It was seventy eight. But yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's when it started. That's when things have really kicked off. That's what I'm talking about. That Ari Shafir podcast. They were they were going over all of that. Nice, nice. Uh, really send me the link, and I'll get it in the show notes eventually. <laughs> we're kind of doing show notes now. Not nice. really. But what we're doing is all of our links are getting put into an Evernote. So you're just going to have the show notes. Well, not really not really show notes. Just every link we think about talking about, you'll be actually be able to like go through and read. So you can see like the craziness of me and Ryan's mind if you want to. Get on that while it's free because eventually that's going to be a Patreon. <laughs> Pay for it. That's going to be a cool thing. <sighs> So, Microsoft, they're doing some cool things now, being the first, like, major what? company to, like, start building software for the weed industry, which is something, actually, because one, one of my really good friends, he's a, he's a Microsoft partner, like, his company, he isn't, but his, his company, right. They, right. they sell their uh, ERP solution, okay. uh, which is, like, order management, that kind of stuff. He mainly does it with food, but he, like, about five, six months ago, he was talking about how it was starting to grow and Microsoft was being really aggressive in the uh, weed, you know, starting to, like, target the legal weed people because they're like, well, it's basically just growing crops, so we can just, like, change a few things and poof, it's done for weed, so. That's brilliant i mean are, are we are we looking yeah it really is like that like you were saying before the show started that guy who's running microsoft right now uh, Nadel, is it on all cylinders? like he is and I, I think it's more the you know sometimes sometimes the you know the market doesn't work for you but windows phone is great i just think that's like their weak point but like surface is doing well windows 10 is good is good like the stuff they're doing um their cloud stuff is fantastic right yeah, now. Yeah, their cloud stuff is kicking ass. Uh, and it he, turns he, out that they bought that Minecraft. That's not a terrible purchase either. Right, and, so, and their 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 purchases seem to be very strategic. Like they yeah. seem to actually have a very specific purpose, which is interesting to me. It feels long term to me, doesn't it? Because Minecraft seems like it could be a. a I am. It feels to me like a uh, a game that could have legs. That's, that could have legs forever. 
Because there's something like, it's already proven that the graphics don't have to be good. Right. Because any generation will enjoy it. So I think there is something about that game that is just fundamentally, it's like Legos. Minecraft will just be here. We're just going to have Minecraft forever now. Well, I don't see why it would get boring. Right, and well, and think about like I mean, it gets boring for individuals, but not for the hive like group mind. I can get on there. There is a server where I can get on. And there's a thousand people still playing Red Alert. Really? Yeah, for free. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. But think about like, if you think about like there's this, some of the synergies. So they have this Hololens technology they've been boasting for years, and then they buy Minecraft. Or they, I mean, they would they those came, almost came out in tandem. The Hololens, the original Hololens demo, and the Minecraft, mm-hmm. you know, buy. Plus, it also generates revenue. It gets people into Xbox, you know, gets people into Xbox Live. Especially now, they're starting to roll out Xbox Live outside of just the Xbox ecosystem itself into other things. They make a bunch of money off their servers. Oh yeah, they streamlined buying a server for playing with you and your friends. They streamlined it so well that it's uh, it's really really awesome. You don't have to it's know really anything. Easy. You just click a couple buttons and it's there. It's like, yeah, three-button kind of thing. Make it simple, stupid. Right. And that's great. Uh, yeah, I, I really feel like they're doing a lot of awesome things right now, which is weird to say out of Microsoft because I know for a long time it was like, oh, micro, you know, even a lot of Apple yeah. fanboys were like, rah, Microsoft. But now Microsoft's like kind of cool. Like yeah. Apple's the stagnant one, you know? Isn't that weird? Yeah. But it happens. There's a pendulum that swings back and forth. It makes sense. I think, well, I think Microsoft is the better built company where Apple was really the cult of the personality of Steve Jobs. He was a great leader. He did not build a great company. Bill Gates, maybe he wasn't a great leader, but he built a great company. And he was super smart. He was super smart, but he didn't have that like je ne sais quoi about himself that just exuded like... Steve Jobs walked in the room. You knew it. Bill Gates walked in the room. Yeah, probably that would ask him to do your taxes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, eventually you might notice him. Yeah, I mean, if you knew who he was, you'd be awestruck. But most, like he, he's one of those guys who could probably walk around any street in America and like oh, yeah. stop twice, maybe. You know, now for sure, because he's the way he looks has changed a little bit. Yeah. So. The LinkedIn deal, still weird to me. They paid, yeah, what, $30 right? billion for that thing? Roughly. Roughly. Cash, son. When they no, say no, no. cash deal like that, what does that mean? They just wired money from their account to your account? Or did they kind bring of, over, like, a armored truck full? I want... Bring a fucking train full of $1 bills, motherfucker. I'm going to build a fort out of money. Okay, so here's something... Interesting, I learned. And part of it is they did issue some debt to pay for it. Okay, so the United States is one of the few, one of, I think, two countries in the entire world that taxes um, expatriate earnings. So that means, like, Microsoft makes com- you know money in China, and you bring it back in the United States, it's taxed. We're one of only two countries that do this. So one reason, and now that, I, I'll, I'll tell you this. You'll see it happen all the time. So one reason that companies overpay, so they're going to give LinkedIn 4X what they're worth to buy them, right? Yeah. That money, they can use any money in the, anywhere in the world to do that. Send them that money. So they, they send them $30 billion. That money goes into LinkedIn's account. The people who need to get paid get paid, but there's still a lot of money left over in the LinkedIn account, Right which is now inside the U.S. So with the way taxes work, they can filter it back up into the mother company of Microsoft without paying a single dime of taxes. Huh. Then that's why, like, you'll see almost every major company is bought at, like, you know, 30% over or 40% or 50%. And a lot of it's because people are bringing in money from overseas without being taxed at 40%. So, okay, yeah, it's makes sense. Fucking brilliant. So that's, it's lucky for some people, like the owner of Minecraft, he got overpaid. Yeah, but they and can he, use the money he, from anywhere. Well, what they do is they uh, they'll they'll issue like they'll buy they'll they'll 
basically just take out a, a loan from a bank and pay them and then use other money outside the U.S. to pay off that loan. And as long as you're doing that, it's not taxed. Hmm. So, yeah, it's... They're, they're say, I read somewhere they're, they're, they, they're probably going to repatriate about $10 billion on, the, on that LinkedIn deal. Wow. That's yeah. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But like I said, like people are like, oh, corporations don't pay taxes. But like, we're, like I said, one of like two or three countries in the entire world who actually do it. Huh. And we're one of the only countries in the world that actually taxes our citizens for earnings they make in other countries, too. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, what do you mean? Because my friend went to Iraq for three years and he didn't get taxed anything while he was over there. It did, well, there's, there's a, they, um, they give you a really big deduction. So depending on what you're making, um, you won't get, depending on the level you're making, you won't get taxed. But, I see. But yeah, we're the only, one of the only countries in the world that actually like forces their citizens to pay taxes on things they make overseas. Hmm. Well, who cares? It's not something we got to deal with yet. Yep. What's something else that's interesting to talk about? It's kind of a dead week, huh? Yeah, I've been kind of slow, you know, just whatevs. Um, and we were looking forward to having that, uh, oh, we were looking forward to having that guest on. That was going to fill some time. Yeah. Hey, yeah. um, that robot got loose in fucking Russia, man. Dude, if we were, if this was a story, these are those little snippets of like the there's like a um a montage mm-hmm. of like little things that happened before the robots took over this would be in there you know this would be like the thing where it's like the first thing it would you know where the news report out of russia um robot got loose out of its pen and blocked traffic isn't that funny bob yeah it is <laughs> you know what i mean that and then you know the next thing's a little more intense and the next thing's a little more intense like this is the first one yeah they're um the Zombie Survival crazy, Guide, which is written mm-hmm. by Max Brooks, who did World War Z, has an entire section on like how to spot news stories trying to quell the like spread of the, the zombie uprising. That's awesome. <laughs> and he talks that about that. Too. You'll hear you're is like, it clever? Yeah, it's very well, like I would highly suggest anyone read the Zombie Survival Guide because it's written like a textbook. And that's what makes it <laughs> hilarious because it, it's just done straight. Like as, 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 as if this is the realest thing ever in the entire world. Like it plays it so straight, and that's why it's so awesome. And that's another reason it's awesome because you're like, yeah, I could totally see this happening. So uh, it's time to go buy some some machetes Sword. and some you know trench spikes. Trench spikes. That's a good plan. That's why, like his uh, in his zombie survival guide. That's like he says is his number one weapon for. Uh, for the zombie uh, apocalypse is a, is a trench spike because it's got the you place where you can bash them on the skull, long blade, really easy maneuver in tight spaces. Don't need a lot of room to use it. I could also see one of those spears with those little wings that come off the side to stop people from going down the spear. Mm. So it's like you've only got like a little sword at the end of a long stick pretty much. Right. I could see that being pretty good. It just depends on what kind of zombies we're dealing with. Well, whenever I feel I like if it, we're dealing with like World War Z zombies or um, I Am Legend zombies, I want a katana. No, no, I Am Legend zombies are very different from World War Z zombies. Right, but aren't well in the movie. Oh, uh, right, they, right, right. Oh, I'm thinking they're very book. athletic in the movie. Yes, they're very athletic in the movie. Yeah, that's how they were in the movie for I Am Legend too. Those versions, I want a katana. The slow versions, I don't really even care. I think a stick would do it. Like in the slow versions, the horror of the zombie apocalypse isn't the zombies, actually. It's the other people. Yeah. It's what it's what people devolve into. So creepy. So you got any got any recommends for us, Ryan? Um well, I thought we could actually talk about first we could talk about uh this week I was interested to ask you this. This week, what was your main form of entertainment? Like, what did you consume the most? Like, what TV show probably got the most video watched? Or did you play a video game more than that? Or, you know, a book? What, what got your most entertainment this week? Um, uh, what were you well, 
Well, I played a lot of Dota. Like me and my me and my wife are getting back into it together, so we've been playing a lot together. It's um, fun when you get somebody to play with you. Mm-hmm. Some real enjoyment of that. Um, we just started the new season of Orange is the New Black, so we've been watching that last couple of nights. But it's probably if it's either that or the office, like either Dota or the Office. Because we always, oh, yeah? well, we thing is, this we is a good segue. Why? Well, you've been watching The Office so much, Jacob. Well, no, well, we can come back to that. But we all, <laughs> we almost always watch something while we're playing Dota because we play in the living room. So she'll like right. she'll be on one couch, and so it's on the background. So I don't know if you really want to like count that. If you don't count that, then it's Dota. But if you count that, then it's probably The Office. No, but so I, what have you been in, you been in The Office for? Well, it's. I'm always in the office, but we, broke, we are a part sure. of the Broken Jars Podcasting Network, and we have started right. Great Scott, a podcast about the office. We're going through every episode of the office, full spoiler cast, talking retcons, changes, funky things, how storylines tie together. Uh, me and Jay Ray, he's been on the show before, super cool. Uh, yeah, if you want to come check us out, it's gonna be really, it's gonna be really good. We just had the pilot on Sunday. Hey. Uh, you may have to put something. <laughs> Just had the pilot on Sunday. Uh, I guess I'll take the time to plug. Uh, I should have done at the beginning of the show. Uh, Broken Jar. X Y Z. We have the Shylock's Gaming Podcast, which is obviously about gaming. We, oh, sorry, I got the hiccups there. Uh, have uh, High Fantasy, which is a writing podcast, which debuted two Sundays ago. Uh, which I think went really well for a first pilot, and I think the uh, great Scott did too. So come check us out. We have we're growing. It feels like we're growing podcasts every day now at the Broken Jars, you know, podcasting network. Are we gonna get um, uh, Ray J's other podcast Jay on? Ray. Is he gonna be part of it? I'm huh? I'm trying to. He says he's awesome. a, uh, yeah. We we we've been talking about it because I want to be a part of that one. That sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> what makes me sad is I have the perfect I had the perfect URL for him but I let it lapse oh bummer because for for <sighs> wedding invites and stuff it was on dangerous to go alone.com wow that's really a good one yeah but you know things happen but yep. anyway so um, I don't even remember what we're talking about oh the media that you consumed uh-huh. this week, and I guess we were going to talk about what I consumed, mm-hmm. which will lead us into my recommends. Okay. There's a video game that Alex was talking about, that mini Metro game. Mm-hmm. Well, it was part of the GOG.com uh, summer sale. So I got it for like five bucks or whatever. That's and it's mini of, Metro. It's part of the Fallout universe? Or is, or no, no. Oh, no, mini Metro. No, no, no. Right, that, right. I'm, yeah, yeah. That, that little puzzle game. It's mm-hmm. like a... Wow, that game is trippy as shit, right? So the first time you load it up and you just push play, it's just a like very monochrome map. It'll have like a black map with like just like the blue highlights for the river, and then you have little shapes like a triangle, a square, and a uh, circle, and that's it. It doesn't tell you anything, and then all of a sudden, like little triangles and squares start popping up beside the other shapes. And it's like, well, you just click and grab on stuff and you start dragging lines and then a little train starts moving back and forth and picking up, you know, uh, passengers and moving them to the shapes they want to go to. And then slowly as you play, you know, over time, they add more spots where the train needs to go. And then you get like, you know, upgrades where you get more trains, more train lines, you know, bigger stations, whatever else. And you try to manage and see how many people you can move. And the, what ends the game is anywhere, any one of those shapes, any station... If it has too many people in it, a timer starts. And if you don't get those people out of there before the timer ends, you lose the game. Wow. So it's about managing these things. And what's interesting is like there's triangles and squares and um, circles. There's tons of circles, a few triangles, even less squares. And then there's special shapes that will show up. Like on the very edge of the map, there will be a plus sign. So anything that shows up on a plus sign has to move your, through your whole network all the way to the plus sign. So they add these like really bad bottlenecks in certain spots, and you have to manage those. It's a really great game, so that's going to be my recommends for the week, and that's what actually consumed most of my uh, media time. Nice. Let me see. That reminds me, because uh, I'm a big fi- uh, fan of Punch Clubs, everyone knows, and that's from Tiny Build Games. 
Mm-hmm. And so don't use ever use G2A.com. It's sort of a game, you know, code selling site, mm-hmm. but they don't care where the codes come from. They said they had like $400,000 of, you know, black market code, like uh, keys for Punch Club go through G2A. Like they don't give a fuck. It's like being on the street somewhere. Like they don't care if it's stolen or what. They just, they just do it. They'll sell it. Really? Yeah. So don't, don't use them. But what you're talking about the train station game is have you seen the trailer for the final station no uh, this game's so great but it's lacking in like little things that i want so it's sort of like an eight game? game here like uh pause pause uh we'll watch the trailer yeah it's kind of eight bit and it's like you're you're a conductor on this train station in the way in like in the apocalypse you know oh really yeah like it looks really righteous it's another tiny build game so i'm kind of excited for it all right, three, two, one, play. Music's oh wow, I really like the landscape. Mm-hmm. Like I'm instantly sold with like the way it looks. This is pixel art. Yeah, this is like 16-bit pixel art. Very cool. And so you gotta do all these like little mini puzzles and all sorts of stuff. And it looks like there's some a little bit of platforming you gotta do. Yeah, some shooting. Interesting. Maybe some stealth elements. Yeah. Like. So it looks like what it's was a really... video game called uh, Manchurium or whatever it was. Mac uh, Machinarium. Machinarium. Yeah. It has this kind of feel to it. Yeah, I love that game. That game or if you've ever played Risk of Rain, this is the exact same uh, yeah. graphics of Risk of Rain. I'm in. Let's do it. I Let's think it just out. looks really cool. Like it looks like there's going to be a lot of different things to do. A very, really varied gameplay kind of stuff. Where's the? Where is the uh, Steam? Uh, it will be on Steam. Out? It's not out yet. The game is not out yet. Bummer. Like, so many good. So many good games I need to play. Yeah. Hmm. So I, I actually have an interesting tidbit of trivia knowledge for you. No way. So, it's something I, I read on Cracked, which is becoming a really cool website. It used to be just kind of shitty, but now it's actually really cool. Cracked. So, Cracked.com. Haven't heard of it. So, there's this thing in science known as not theory. That, mm-hmm. it, that it's very mathematically based and explains why no matter what you do, unless you basically tie them down, chords will not. And it can be like things as little as air pressure changes can start chords to knot as they touch against each other and minute things of friction happen and they'll start to bend and move around each other. So (laughs) this is weird because this is one of those, this is one of those things where science is talking about something that I know just inherently through experience. Like I don't know any of the science but I've been playing with yo-yos since. How old was I when I started playing with yo-yos, Jake? Was Before I... you met me. Okay, so 11, 12, 10. I've been playing with yo-yos. I'm pretty good at them. I've gone through thousands of strings and countless knots. And then, and what I do for a living is I run like essentially telephone wire. And if you've ever pulled out a long string of telephone wire and then let it sit on the ground you'll see it curl up and do its thing where it, it automatically just knots, kind of. I find that the most important factor in a knot, like if something's going to come untangled properly or not, nah, no pun, is, it, is the, uh, the amount of twists. Right? So if there's an undue amount of twist that makes the cord want to like make a loop, that is all that is required to start knots. It's actually... And that, even less than that right but from my actual practical experience it's interesting to hear them talk about it because i deal with i mean i know they're talking about like a headphones putting a pair of headphones in your pocket it's very minute it's an interesting thing but it's once they explain the simple part was there's only one way a wire can be straight there's nearly an infinite way it can be tangled right so the fact that it could ever be in a straight condition 
is in itself the rarest of conditions. And the only way to keep it from tangling is to restrain it. Correct. Mm -hmm. Which there are ways to do that. Yeah, so oh. it's um, that is it's something there in almost every knot is actually unique. The knots are almost like snowflakes. They don't knot almost nothing knots the same way every time. Right, but in the way that a snowflake looks like another snowflake. Right, there like is. If you've but... played if you've played with a bunch of knots, it's really easy to tell. And what is interesting is that most knots that you know like they're talking about are not actually knots per se. They prevent you from pulling the cable out straight, right? So they are a knot, but they in no way require you to take a string and push it back through a loop, which is in what I consider an actual knot. Like if you put a real knot in a yo-yo, mm -hmm. it's because you had a loop and then it looped around itself and went back through that loop. This, you could simply twist a string enough times that when you let it twist together, you couldn't pull it back apart because those twists, like, loop on top of themselves. But it's really interesting. It's, yeah, but it's interesting that it's, it's an entire, like, field of science. Where, like, of math. Yeah. Of math and science that they, like, study, like, all the different ways that knots can affect things. So knots are the natural order. Straight is not. Right. Correct. Oh, yeah, that seems um, like an apropos thing to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not in terms of, like, gender or anything, just in terms of life. Right. It reminds me of a South Park episode where they accidentally grow these two si tiny civilizations inside a fish tank. And they end up fighting each other because they start each side starts uh, worshiping a different one of the boys, and, and they're like, "Look, war is the natural order of things." <laughs> no one. Don't they like spill them at the end? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay for South Park! One oh, of the greatest love shows show. ever. Love that show. So I mean, we're about at the hour mark, man. I feel pretty good. Unless you want to keep on keeping on. Nah, let's let them listen to this epic outro music. Yes, we're going to go with some Smash Mouth, yeah. Some I Just Want to See, one of my favorite songs about summer and growing up and all that shit. When we were kids. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, have a good night. Bye. It's okay. Watching the weeds. Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. Yes, sir. And I was so ready to have her on. I know. And what the fuck, man? Like, I had so many questions. Like, I did my hair. <laughs> I actually did prepare for this, though. Like, I did go read her bio, listen to a couple of the songs. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I wouldn't say I was ready to go. Because, like, from the time I got I home, from the time I got home to the time we started, like, on Skype was, like, an hour and 30 minutes. Like, and today was one of those days where I went nonstop at work. Yeah, because right. it, you know, well, not not because it's raise time, but just because like. So my we I got this new project, and I'm like, so how long is it gonna take? I was like, I don't know, three to four months, depending on how fast y'all help me, and we're like, okay three days later we need it in 30 days okay all right wow. let's do this so, i've been going balls out on this project but it's one of those things like depending on how this project is comes out may or may not spend like 50 million dollars damn that's a lot of the money oh this is such a great album like if you haven't listened to it in a while, like put it in the CD player, Spotify, whatever. Just like it's so chill all the way through. It's so good. So good. I like uh, what is it, the Bandman song or whatever the song about the the kind oh. of re reggae one? Um, Roadman. Roadman. Road Road man. Working on the van, man. Yeah, it's a great song. 
We've been crushed out stations on the road for some long time. Alright, that's a good one. They got a bunch of them though. Leave it up. Oh, I know you're not big into like TV stuff, but oh, well, we didn't talk about the NBA Finals or the golf. Oh shit, we didn't. Shit. Damn. Uh, next time. Right. We're like uh, the Flash show on CW is doing Flashpoint. <laughs> you know what Flashpoint is? No. Do you know what the new Fifty Two is from DC, where they reboot the entire universe? Yeah, no. Kind of. Okay, well, the, that's what. The new 52 is they reboot the entire universe. Flashpoint is what caused the entire DC universe to reboot. It's one reason I love watching Flash. It's really cheesy, but they don't they don't shy away from the crazy shit. They're just like, oh, multiverse, cool, whatever. It's for the nerds. Yeah, dude, it, it's really cool. <laughs>